بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam, we start off by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending peace, mercy and blessings upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions until the last day. We are less than one week away from the blessed month of Ramadan. And it was the habit of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that as the blessed month of Ramadan approached, he used to take this opportunity to remind his companions about the great blessings of this month. And in one hadith in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah, the Prophet ﷺ talked about the blessings of this month. The Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith, قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَمَضَانُ شَهْرٌ مُبَارَكٌ That this is a month which has come. It is a blessed month. In this month, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants us to do certain things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to fast for His sake. And then He said, Here the Prophet is saying that in this blessed month of Ramadan, the gates of Jannah are flung open and the gates of Jahannam are locked and closed. Meaning in this month of Ramadan, there must be every opportunity for us to do good. Then the Prophet went further and he said, And in this month, the shayateen, they are chained and they are locked away. He continues, the Prophet said, that in this month of Ramadan, in this blessed month, there is also a blessed night which is better than a thousand months of worship. And then when he finished his address to the companions, he finished by saying, Man hurima khayraha qad hurima. Thus, whoever is deprived of the blessings and the good of Ramadan is truly de deprived. Look at the sentence the Prophet Muhammad completed with. That the person who is deprived of these blessings of Ramadan is one who is truly deprived. And as we are in the week coming to Ramadan, there's a lot of preparation going on. The masajids around the globe, they are busy preparing. The hufas are busy preparing. We are busy preparing at home. Our fridges are full to capacity. We are trying to get into that mindset of having good intentions, sincere, noble intentions to recite Quran, to have a routine, a timetable of doing good deeds. And we may have made a timetable or had an intention that in this month of Ramadan, inshallah, I'm going to finish one khatam of the Quran. In this month of Ramadan, I'm going to spend some time every single day 
raising my hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asking him and asking from him to give me. So these are all the good deeds that we are planning. Fasting, we've got to go for taraweeh, we have to read some Quran, we have to do good deeds, and this is great. But at the same time, brothers and sisters, we have to balance the books. What do I mean by balance the books? We're talking about doing good deeds and good deeds and good deeds. But what happens is as we approach the month of Ramadan and enter the month of Ramadan, what about the acts that we do which are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Where we are sinful, where we have shortcomings. We can't blame shaitan in the month of Ramadan. The Prophet said that the shaitan will be locked in the month of Ramadan. So as we approach the month of Ramadan, we also need to make sure and take care and be conscious of Allah. When, we talk, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about fasting in the Quran, believe Fasting is prescribed upon you as it was prescribed for those who came before you. Who came before us? The prophets, the previous prophets, the previous nations. They were also instructed to fast. Perhaps you will become conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we are aiming for, the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the blessed month of Ramadan. When the sighting of the moon is made, whether we see the moon or we don't see the moon, we know when the month of Ramadan is going to start. Either Sha'ban is 29 days or 30 days and then Ramadan will start. But we see there is a transformation that takes place in the blessed month of Ramadan. We know automatically that we are fasting. I'm not allowed to do certain things. I need to be careful of my speech. And I need to try and make sure that I continue in this manner for a period of 29 or 30 days. So this is the consciousness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling us towards. But we have to train ourselves in this consciousness. Some people they say Ramadan is the training month. Ramadan is not the training month. Ramadan is the event. The blessed month of Ramadan is here. What are you training for Ramadan? The Prophet taught us in the month of Sha'ban that this is the month that you train for the month of Ramadan. You make preparation, you plan. The companions when they saw the effort of the Prophet in the month of Sha'ban, they said that they did not witness him fasting more in any month outside of the month of Ramadan than in the month of Sha'ban. And when he was asked, O Prophet of Allah, why are you fasting? What did he say? The Prophet said, That this is a month in which the people, they are heedless. They are heedless of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month. It is a month between the month of Rajab, which, which is a sacred month, and the month of Ramadan, the blessed month of Ramadan. And he said something very important. That in this month, your deeds, the deeds of the people, they are raised to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I like to be in a position of fasting when my deeds are presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just ponder and reflect on this statement for a second, brothers and sisters. When you go for an interview and you present your CV to the employer, the employer is looking at your record. How do you feel? You feel conscious, you feel alert. You're getting ready yourself, ready. Maybe he's reading this part of my CV and he's going to ask me a question on this. I need to be ready to answer him. 
So you're alert, you're conscious. And the Prophet is saying that in the month of Sha'ban, the deeds of mankind are raised to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reviewing our record in this blessed month of Sha'ban. And he wants to be in a position of fasting, doing a good deed, and also pre preparation for the month of Ramadan. So here, now naturally, because the Prophet is in a state of getting his body ready for fasting, when the start of Ramadan comes, the first day and the first fast, it's going to naturally be a little bit easier. Our situation is, okay, I think the first few fasts this year, they're smaller. And then the clock goes forward. But generally, we find it hard in the first few days because we don't have that rhythm and that routine of fasting in the blessed month of Ramadan. So at the same time, we see the preparation of the Prophet And he mentioned in the hadith that fasting is something that also saves you from immorality, wrongdoing and fahish. Because there's a consciousness about you. And this is what we need to focus on as well. That yes, we have an intention to do good deeds. But at the same time, we have to review where we are falling short. Our shortcomings. Is there a sin that I do daily, weekly, monthly, which is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How am I going to stop this sin in the blessed month of Ramadan? Because let's face it, Ramadan is about our spiritual development. And at times, Alhamdulillah, we come in and there is a atmosphere of unity. So we have to focus on our shortcomings. And at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions that Ramadan is a month of mercy and forgiveness. It is a month in which the Prophet said, if you're deprived, then you're really truly deprived in this blessed month of Ramadan. So we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. We will make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. But at the same time, we need to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we want His forgiveness. We want to turn to Allah sincerely with full commitment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm going to enter the month of Ramadan and I want to now change my ways. Ramadan is a month that comes once a year. Imagine a best friend that comes to your home after a long period of time. How many of us in our homes would do things to prepare for this guest? We may hoover, we may clean, we may make sure that the room looks nice and tidy. Because naturally we don't want our friend to see maybe some clothes on the sofa or some washing left out. We want them to have a good understanding and appreciation of us. So similarly in the month of Ramadan, we want to make sure that as we enter the month of Ramadan, all of our evil deeds we try our best to stop them as best as we can. And at the same time in the process, we ask Allah to forgive us and we forgive other people. This is really important brothers and sisters. Because if we are fasting in the month of Ramadan and we are doing suhoor and iftar together and we are standing in qiyam shoulder to shoulder in the lines, there's no gaps in between, but we have enmity in our heart for people. We are giving charity with the right hand, but we are oppressing people with the left hand. What is the point of the month of Ramadan? We are striving for good deeds on one side and at the, on the other side, we are falling short. So we have to be in a position where we want to gain the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we also want to forgive others. Leave and let go in this blessed month of Ramadan. Whatever your problems, whatever your shortcomings, 
You can't get along in this blessed month of Ramadan. Get along. Give the salam. This is an obligation on you to your Muslim brother and sister. That in my presence, when I give you the salam and I say peace be upon you and the mercy and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon you, in my company, there's going to be no harm to you. There's going to be protection. There's going to be security. And this is the bonds of brotherhoods. We see the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa He was at the forefront of seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also forgiving others. Let's look at some examples in the life of the Prophet On a daily basis, it's mentioned in the hadith that between 70 and 100 times, the Prophet he used to do istighfar. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Why is the greatest man on this universe asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive him a hundred times in a day? How many his past and future shortcomings were forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What about us? We do sins on a daily basis. We are covered in sin from head to toe. And let's face it, do we do astaghfar a hundred times a day? Many of us will struggle. But here we see the Prophet ﷺ consistently seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah tells us in the Quran that who, those who have transgressed beyond the bounds, those who have transgressed beyond the bounds, لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله in this area, we have two types of people in two camps. The first camp is people who say that I have done so much sin, I am covered from sin in head to toe, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to forgive me. And this is a deficiency in us that we are thinking low about an attribute, a quality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is so great. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions so many names in the Quran in relation to his forgiveness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he is ghafoor, he is ghafir, he is ghafar, he is the perpetual forgiver. Perpetual forgiver meaning that if you sin and you repent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. If you sin and repent again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. If you sin and repent, Allah will forgive you again. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he is al-afu. Al-afu basically means, and we read this dua in the month of Ramadan, Allahumma innaka afu wa tuhibbu lafu fa'fu anni. Oh Allah, you are afu. You are the one who loves to erase sins. And you love to forgive, so forgive me. And forgiveness here, the scholars they mention, it's not striking through a sin on your left shoulder. It's erasing the sin completely, so there's no trace of sin left. This is our creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not despair of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wallahu yuridu alaykum. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who wants to forgive you. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who wants to forgive you. And then on the, in the second camp, we have people who are also sinning regularly. But they have a different attitude. Allah is ghafoor, Allah is rahim, Allah is the one. You know, his forgiveness is greater than his anger. And this is true because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us this. But can we guarantee our self-life after committing a sin to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This is something very, very important. Can we guarantee our self-life after we have committed the sin? We've seen many examples of people who have died committing sin. The angel of death has come to them and he has extracted their soul from their body. They have not had time to repent. 
So here we see the Prophet Muhammad on a daily basis seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On a daily basis, he is remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the same time, through his character, Rahmatul Lil Alameen, that he is a mercy for humanity, he used to also make it a habit to forgive others. We see on the day of the Battle of Uhud, 70 companions of the Prophet Muhammad they passed away. They became shaheed in the battle. The uncle of the Prophet became shaheed. And some members of the Quraysh, they mutilated his body. They took out his liver, they chewed it and they spat it out. On this day, the Prophet Muhammad had some injuries. He lost some teeth. And Aisha radiallahu anha, she asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa O Prophet of Allah, you were tested severely on this day of Uhud. But I want to ask you, was there a day which was more severe than this day? Imagine a day in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa lost 70 of his companions and he was physically hurt in this battle. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, yes, it was the day in which I went to the people of Ta'if and I gave da'wah of Islam to the kings to the leaders of this community. And they turned me away. They spoke ill to me. Not only did they turn away from the Prophet ﷺ, they set the people of the community on the Prophet ﷺ to throw stones on him. To such an extent that his body was clogged with blood. Look at the mercy of the Prophet ﷺ. He comes to the edge of the city. Jibreel ﷺ descends and he descends with another angel. And he said, O Prophet of Allah, Allah has witnessed what has taken place. If you give a command now, this angel in charge of the valley between these two mountains, he will destroy everything and the inhabitants of this town. The Prophet wasallam. what did he say? No. Even if one person from the coming generations is somebody who accepts Islam, this is sufficient for me. And this was the habit of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam that on a daily basis, he used to forgive the people at the conquest of Mecca. When the Prophet Muhammad was entering Mecca as a victorious leader of the people, apart from a few named individuals, the Prophet Muhammad he forgave everyone. He let them go free. This was the Prophet Muhammad no enmity in his heart for the people. We see in his family, the son of Hussein radiallahu an, Zainul Abidin, it's mentioned that he had a servant who was serving him food. And this servant, on one occasion when he was serving him the food, he tripped and the food plate, it fell over Zainul Abidin. He saw Zainul Abidin starting to become angry. So he recited a verse of the Quran, that the people who are successful in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those who when they become angry, they suppress their anger. They suppress their anger. So Zainul Abidin said to him, I have forgiven you. I have, I'm not angry with you. Then the servant recited, And they are very quick to pardon. So Zainul Abidin said, I have forgiven you, I have pardoned you. And then his servant recited, Wallahu yuhibbul mahsineen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who do good. And he said, you are free today. So here we see in the quality of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu in the quality of the companions, they had this understanding of seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also making it a quality of a mu'min to forgive others. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an, 
when the slander was made against his daughter Aisha radiallahu anha. One of the people who were part of this plan and plot was a cousin of his. And he mentions that I'm not going to give charity to this individual in my family. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he revealed verses in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلْيَعْفُوا وَلْيَسْرَهُ وَلْيَعْفُوا وَلْيَسْرَهُ Pardon and overlook. أَلَا تُحِبُّوا نَأِيَّغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ وَفُرُ الرَّحِيمُ Would you not love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will want to forgive you? And on the day of judgment, let's face it. This is what we want. We want the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we're going to be standing in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want the forgiveness of Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us a quality of a mu'min, a quality of a believer is that they are very quick to forgive the people. And this is what the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa taught us in his lifetime. So on one side, brothers and sisters, we do good deeds. We make good intentions. And on the other hand, we also have a balance that we are going to enter this month of Ramadan with renewed intentions, with renewed vigor, with renewed energy. And we are going to try and stop our shortcomings. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us in the holy month of Ramadan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma ballina Ramadan, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He allow us to reach the blessed month of Ramadan and take from its blessings and its forgiveness.